Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thanks for tuning in and happy 4th of July weekend. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius along with engineer Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Hello there. Producer T-Bone. Huh? What? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> we are celebrating 4th of July because Dan, who we'll get to in a second, was nice enough to bring us in some burn ends. And needless to say, nobody wants to work and do a radio show and everybody just wants to stop and eat burn ends. Uh, correct. I am still <laughs> doing that. <laughs> How you like them pickles? Hey, yeah, I, I'm not into the pickle You're not the thing. pickle guy, okay. I'm not the pickle guy, but, you know, we have to mention that, you know, the burn ends are complimentary from Joe's Kansas City. And they and are delicious. They were voted best burn ends in Kansas City by Feast Magazine, feastmagazine.com. And we're putting that to the test tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so far, uh, Kyle's not really doing much recording. He's just eating over there. But we, uh, <laughs> I, I think we're going to get all five stars from what I can tell. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to introduce one more person, didn't I? And our co-host and barbecue expert and the guy who drove the burn ends over here. So he's the most important guy in the world. It's Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Great. How are you guys doing? Thanks, man, for the burn ends. You got it anytime. This, these are so good. They I are. love this sauce. You, you say, it's Night of the Living. Yeah, that's the spicy that's sauce the, that we have at the restaurant. That's it? Yeah, it's that's awesome. the whole title? That, Night of the Living barbecue sauce, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, you brought two kind. You brought like the regular. Right, just the standard Joe sauce we have on the tables, and then the Night of the Living sauce is the spicy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do the spicy because my nose will be running the whole show. <laughs> whole show. Like every time you get ready to talk to Dave, Dave's going. Oh, man, that was a good burn in sauce there. I'll tell you what, I want to throw a pickle on and cool it down. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I got to also ask you, Dan, you posted on our Facebook page, which, by the way, is Barbecue Radio Nation. Please like us on Facebook. What the heck were you smoking to get look so good? Uh, I was just doing some uh, spare ribs yesterday. I had some extra time and uh, I was just working on, out in the yard and fired up the cooker. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were great. My yeah. daughter had some uh, one of her softball friends over and they devoured the entire <laughs> the entire tray of of ribs. I bet each one of them probably ate 3 quarters of a slab. You know, some <laughs> kids, you know, there's certain houses you want to go to when you yeah. were growing up. I'm guessing the Hathaway house is a house the kids want to go to because there's usually barbecue <laughs> there's, hanging around. If, if they have friends going, coming over, I make it a point to cook barbecue because I have a limited skill set. That's the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> Your dad's cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can raise chicks and I can barbecue. I can barbecue. That's about it. Other than that, there's just really no talent going on there. Well, those things are gorgeous, by the okay, way. I, I have to interject here. This is a tip for you. This okay. Is, I, I knew this couple who taught parenting classes yeah and and i knew them pretty well and all of their kids were were out of high school and all of them hung around the house with them and everything and they were all just this great group of people so i I asked this lady okay what's the secret how did you do it she had a one word reply food food yeah absolutely (laughs) she's always got the stuff 
you know, and they keep coming yeah. by and she keeps feeding them. Must be the Italian in me because I just like to feed people. <laughs> I figured I figured it was going to be a two word answer. Ice cream. Ice cream's good. Ice That's, cream always works. Yeah. I mean, I can eat ice cream in the middle of winter. <laughs> that was always on hand, too, whenever I was there. By, by the way, about those ribs. Yes. Um, how long did you smoke them for? Uh, they went four and a half hours, 225 degrees. Wow. Yeah, old school. Now, okay, when you put them on like that and mm-hmm. you, you're, they're gone four and a half hours. Yeah. During the four and a half hours, what do you do? So once the rub starts to set up and the top starts to dry out a little bit, it needs a little bit of love, a little bit of moisture on top of it. So I took uh, the barbecue sauce that I was going to use, mix it half and half with melted butter and just brushed it on there and just let it kind of melt, melt into the ribs. And it was, it was great. So I, I did a little bit of blues hog and butter mixed together. It was pretty, pretty much money. Now, when you take them off, you let them rest. Yeah. Yeah. I let them rest for about a half an hour. Everybody was getting pretty, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the crowd was getting a little surly. And so I just went, I, I went ahead and cut them a little bit early, but yeah, half an hour is probably good enough in that situation. Yeah, they look. Oh, I got one more question. Though. Shoot, because I'm watching the video on our Facebook page. Yeah, and isn't the handle on the smoker hot? Because you're not wearing a glove. No, no, it's it's not hot. It they, doesn't get hot. No, those spring handles they they don't transfer that much heat. I mean, you're, the most heat you're getting off of it is just from the sun being outdoors. Okay. That, I thought, and I have manly hands. I was going to say, <laughs> I was waiting for him to go, well, I'm a tough guy. Well, Dave. you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I know how to lift a, I know how to lift a lid. I can tell you that right now. I've seen it done on TV once. You know, didn't burn me, but a little. <laughs> so coming up, speaking of, speaking of, of ribs and everything else, we got a pit master, Malcolm Reed, really excited about it. You've lined him up for us, Dan. He's got a great website. I just love the title of his website. It's howtobarbecuewrite.com. Yeah, Malcolm's a great guy, and, and he's done wonders with uh, social media and barbecue education, and it, he's kind of been the go-to guy for a lot of a lot of my regular customers and, 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 frankly, a lot of people around the country when it comes to learning about barbecue. And, uh, yeah, he's just, I'm really excited to it's talk to him. It's a great website, too. It's, it's howtobbqwrite.com, and uh, he's got podcasts on there, recipes, lots of shopping you can do there. Um, and then also, if we have some time today, we're going to talk about some briskets, uh, potato salad recipe. We haven't we haven't done a, a side like that for a while. We need to do that and maybe even work in talking a little bit about chicken breast. But right now, we need to ask Dan, the barbecue fix-it man, and we've got a new sponsor, our sauce of the month, and it is Smoke on Wheels. It's an award-winning barbecue. I love the name of this barbecue you got for us. It's Bootleg Bourbon Infused Barbecue Sauce. <laughs> yep. By the way, uh, T-Bone already laid claims to it, so nobody gets to take it home. <laughs> so anyway, what do you got for us uh, this week, T-Bone? Okay, I've got a question for Dr. Dan. My meat keeps sticking to the grill. What do I do to keep this from happening? Ooh, good question. Larry from Hayes, Kansas. Well, Larry, it's a pretty simple answer, really. And the number one thing is you want to make sure that you, you maintain your grates and, and make sure that they're very clean at, at all times. And the number, the, the second thing you want to make sure is that I use a, a grilling spray, like a, a PAM grilling spray or a high heat. Some people use uh, there, we've, we've, there's a new product out. It's a sprayable duck fat, uh, but keeping those grates nice and oiled. That's the number one thing you can do to keep everything from sticking. Okay. Cleaning the grate. Cleaning the grate. I have got a question about that. Okay. So I've always done that when it's hot. Right. And then I read somewhere, no, 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 no. You got to let it cool for like 45 minutes. I I do it hot. 
Yeah, I do it because after I get done cooking, the the first thing I do is I clean the grates. That way, when I fire it up the next day, it's ready to go. And then you just spray some Pam on it and off you go. No, I don't want it sitting there. No, it's just gross. (laughs) (laughs) It's just disgusting. It's good to know that one of us has been doing it backwards. Thank you very much. Because I'm I'm basically lazy and I don't even think about that. But I because I always wait and it gets all crusty and then I got to go clean it off. Yeah. Okay. It's okay, Dave. I just learned something here. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Larry from Hayes, Kansas, we're going to send you a bottle of this great barbecue sauce, Smoke on Wheels award-winning barbecue. It's called Bootleg Bourbon-Infused Barbecue Sauce. Just put it on your uh, food, but don't drink it, okay? And you can purchase that barbecue sauce at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. That's the KansasCityBBQStore.com. And if you have any questions about any of all that just go to our website and uh, like us by the way on our website we would love for you to like us and that is bbqradionation.com so coming up again i'm really excited to have on our show malcolm reed he's got this wonderful website you got to check out how to barbecue right.com uh, He's got podcasts, he's got recipes, he's got shopping online. And one thing I'm going to ask him about is fish, because we haven't talked about fish. We're always talking about brisket, and you know, today we're eating burn ends for 4th of July. But what I want to talk to him, first of all, is about fish, because a lot of people, you know, they want to eat fish, or if it's on a Friday, they might want to eat fish. So we want to come up with some ways to either smoke or grill. I know I've not done well when it comes to grilling fish, so I need some help on that, and I've also learned to clean your girl right when you're done cooking. So anyway, (laughs) come on back right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Well, I was looking around and checking out my very best friends. Seems that they'd all taken up with young, young men. Seems that when you reach around middle age, you don't want a final chapter. But no, no, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, taking away my dignity like that. Ha, ha, ha. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Well, I'm walking 
into the room Passing out hundred dollar bills And it kills and it thrills Like the horns on my Silverado grill Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kaisen, along with our barbecue in-house expert, Dan Hathaway. And, well, we're bringing on another barbecue expert. His name's Malcolm Reed. He's got this fabulous website you need to check out. I just love the name of it. It's howtobarbecuerite.com. That's howtobbqrite.com. And he's got a great philosophy. He says, I believe anyone can cook great barbecue on any grill in their own backyard. Now, Dan, I know you know Malcolm. I've known Malcolm for a long time, and uh, we we do a lot of business with him. And and he, not only is he a great guy, but he he has great products. And and man, his content on social media is is there's nothing better than that. And and he's taught a lot of people a lot of great things about barbecue. Well, let's introduce to the show Malcolm Reed. Malcolm, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, guys. Thanks for the invite and having me on today. Now, we were sitting around eating burn ends. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's not fair to you. Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> now, I understand you're on the road. Where are you, where are you heading? We're, I'm actually headed back home. We've been up uh, in St. Louis area doing a couple podcasts with the Code 3 guys. So, uh, you know, we've been spending some time up there and just talking barbecue, man, doing what I love. Now, you've got these great uh, podcasts on your website, again, com with Rochelle. Now, first of all, before I ask you a barbecue question, how did you present to Rochelle that you guys were going to be doing podcasts together? Did she think that's a great idea or did she look at you like, well, Malcolm's crazy again? No, no, she was all for it. I mean, we kind of treat it as nobody really gets to see what we're really like, just, you know outside of making a cooking video on youtube so that's how that's kind of the podcast is just a, a a look in our week what we're doing this week and it gives us time just to sit down and talk together about barbecue and everything that's going on we have a lot of fun with it well the couple that podcasts together <laughs> stays together so <laughs> so on one of your podcasts we, we we haven't talked much about i mean we're always talking brisket and we were just talking about ribs and so forth we don't talk a lot about fish and, and a lot of people like to grill fish but when i've tried it i'm not done a very good job what what are some of the basic techniques that you would suggest for grilling fish well, for one, I found what really helps me when I'm grilling fish is if I've got the grill really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, if it's if, if you're having an issue with the fish sticking to the grill, I like to kind of cheat a little and use either a wood plank or use like a bed of herbs and some citrus fruit like lemons, uh, limes, grapefruit. All those make the fish not stick, and it really picks up some more flavor from it. And you even get a little flavor from the wood plank if you use that too. So that helped me in my fish game a lot on the grill. And um, the, the thing I see people making mistakes with was grilling fish is overcooking it. it doesn't, fish doesn't take a long time on the grill. You're talking four to six minutes tops just on a good medium heat. And and turning it too often uh, can also break it up. So usually I don't even flip the fish. I just, I'll put it on, uh, you know, a bed of, of citrus fruit with some herbs and season the fillets or season the piece of fish and lay it right on there and cook it until it flakes a little bit about, you know, usually about six minutes. Now, do you use a temperature gauge on it or you just kind of look for that flakiness? Well, you can tell fish, fish will kind of start oozing out kind of a, uh, a liquid almost like a white liquid and then you can kind of take your fork or spat- spatula and just see how it's flaking and when it turns kind of a solid white 
and it's starting to flake, it's ready. Nice. You, you don't want to overcook it. You want to keep that moisture in there. So that, that you know, that's kind of the tricky part with cooking. And fish. that's the part I do. I overcook it and it gets dry, <laughs> and it's just like, well, heck with that. You know, I'm gonna have a hot dog. <laughs> Now, you can also smoke it. Like some fish, salmon uh, is one in particular right. that's really great smoked. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll do kind of a dry brine with some seasoning, uh, some of my rub and some brown sugar. And just, you know, you kind of let let that sit overnight and then rinse it off and let the fish fillet dry a little bit. And then it's great on the smoker cooked low. And you kind of do it the same way. You cook it until the salmon firms up and it starts to flake. And it's excellent. Yeah, they love smoked salmon. You know, the dry brine thing is almost key whenever you're doing salmon. I, I, I actually do a wet brine on them, and and they turn out great every single time. You can't screw them up. They get they get that pellicil on the outside of it, that nice sheen on it, and you just you trap all that fat in there. You just end up with a great finished product for sure. So, Malcolm, uh, tell me about some of the new seasonings you have out that uh, that that have your name on them. Well, you know, I've got a bunch of great barbecue stuff, but I started. Uh, dabbling in and messing with other stuff like I, I did a mexican seasoning um a jerk seasoning and kind of uh-huh. my version of a cajun seasoning and i come up with unique names for them like i call the the mexican season my grande gringo because i'm a big gringo that loves to eat mexican food and, and then uh, i love going to the caribbean and jerk foods one of my things so i just kind of did a play on that with jam and jerk and then the king crawl is kind of my an homage to a buddy of mine that's no longer with us unfortunately that we used to have a big crawfish party, and he always called me King Crawl. So that's King Crawl might be my new from. favorite. It's it's yeah. awesome, man. It's good. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of want to mention getting a little bit back to the fish thing. You, you and you and Rochelle were talking about fish tacos. My brother lives in San Diego, is addicted to fish tacos. Do you use that seasoning for the fish tacos? Oh, I've I've used both. The Grande Gringo is excellent if you want kind of a a Mexican flair to them, or you can go the the Cajun route and use the King Crawl and kind of, it, it's almost like a blackened taco and it makes a really great fish taco. I like using a uh, snapper or some kind of, you know, any kind of species of white fish, even catfish here in Mississippi is King and it makes a great fish taco too with, with the King Crawl. Yeah. I've, uh, I've smoked plenty of flathead and it's pretty tasty. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your sauces, because I know your website, I mean, it's just, there's so many things in there. T- talk a little bit about your sauces, Malcolm. Well, you know, we've got two two that are the killer hog line. The very first sauce I come out with, I called it the barbecue sauce. And it was kind of, everybody was using blues hog, that combo, the, you know, the, the blues hog original and the Tennessee red. So I kind of came up with my version of blues hog that had my rub in it instead of all the the seasonings that blues hog puts in theirs because it's kind of gritty to me. So, so I, you know, I kind of came up with something that had my rub in it. So it would keep the profile the same and it would keep that reddish color that, that the, the barbecue rub gives me and it works really well for us. And then I got to working with my vinegar sauce because I've, um, I've got, uh, West Tennessee roots, I guess. That's where <laughs> my, uh, my, my dad's family's from and vinegar sauce it's kind of king there. They, 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 they get it from the North Carolina style, but it's kind of with the Tennessee flair. And so I just made up one and one Memphis and made with it. So I said, I need to bottle this. It's a great sauce. How many times have you come up with a sauce and you thought, Oh, this is going to be great. And then you go, well, Nope, not so much. <laughs> well, I've, I've been working on a mustard for a long time. And every time I think I get it and I send it off to get the samples back to the recipe, it just it has a an off flavor that I just can't seem to get it right with the co-packer. So that's the one 
that's been giving me fits. Now, I do have a really good uh, white – it's my version of an Alabama white sauce that I can make really well, but I can't find anybody to bottle it because it's got a mayo base and I need it to be chef-stable and it wants to separate on them. So there's been several that I've come up with that I just hadn't quite figured it out to bring it to market yet. Now, with the mayo base, do you have to keep that refrigerated before it opens or do you just refrigerate it after it opens? After it opens, okay. yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like mayo that you buy in a supermarket. Once you open it, it needs to go to the right. fridge. But the problem is a lot of a lot of these co-packers don't want to mess with mayo. They have such a hard time with it uh, separating. And I guess it's just uh, I don't know. It's its own animal. I, I need to go talk to like the blue plate or the Duke's people. I guess. <laughs> do you, now you now kind of like uh, salad dressing. Do you just have to shake it all up before you you use it every time? Well, when I make it at home, it kind of emulsifies. And I, and I think the, pro, the the problem's probably with the process of how they're cooking it in a kettle and it's not getting emulsified the right way. I don't know. I haven't been in there with them and really worked on it. I just kind of, you know, you've got these co-packers you can work with and you can send them recipes and they, they make it up and send you samples back before you ever really go to them or anything. And it's, you know, I hadn't I had had much luck with the white sauce yet. <laughs> hey, listen, Malcolm, I know you're on the road doing nothing. Can we ask you to stick around and do another segment with us? Sure, great. sure. Yeah, man, no problem. Hang on just a second. We're talking with Malcolm Reed. He's got a great website, howtobarbecueright.com, and we'll be right back with him right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Hi, hi, baby, I'm your boy. Have you left your house for an essential reason? Make sure you take the following steps to avoid spreading COVID-19. Maintain social distance, approximately six feet or two meters from others. Wear a cloth face covering when in public. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with barbecue guru Dan Hathaway. Of course, we got producer T-Bone, who's still eating burnt ends. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and engineer Kyle, who's also eating burnt ends here on this 4th of July weekend. And we've got in his truck, driving along the highway, Malcolm Reed, who's got a wonderful website you need to check out. It's called howtobarbecueright.com. And again, I got to repeat this philosophy of yours, Malcolm's, because I love this. It's I believe anyone can cook great barbecue on any grill in their own backyard. And that's kind of what we're all about. So, you know, let me ask you this. When it comes to grilling, let's let's just say let's just do steaks for right now. What are some suggestions you got for folks who are grilling steaks? Well, you know, one of the big thing is I think everybody needs to get a meat thermometer so they can watch those internal temperatures. I mean, you always see, you know, uh, people saying you can touch, you make a fist and touch your hand by your thumb and go down it and get your tenderness right. Throw all that out the window. I think you need <laughs> to learn to cook to internal temperature. That's, you know, that's one of the questions I get all the time is, you know, how, how to nail 
when a piece of meat's done, whether it's steak or ribs or brisket or whatever, you got to have a meat thermometer. To me, it's most as it's it's most important as having a good gr- you know the grill I'm cooking on. I, you know, I always I use a thermopin, but there's a bunch of great ones out there. But you know, when you're cooking steak, um, I do a lot of these SCA contests, and we have to cook them to a medium. And for me, I've got so that means I've got to nail it right there in that 130. Let it carry over to about 137, where it's perfect medium. And I couldn't do it if I didn't have a, a you know an accurate meat thermometer. Well, I feel good as a the amateur in the room because I cheat and use a thermometer, but I'll tell you what, it comes out so much better than when I used to not use one. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. So, so Malcolm, the one thing that I notice is on, on your website is you do so many different varieties of, of recipes. And, and one of the big things I've always wondered is how do you come up with all these ideas? Uh, well, man, I just keep a running list, believe uh-huh. it or not. I've got, I've got a spread, an Excel spreadsheet on the computer. I keep a note on my iPhone and the notepad. And anytime that I see a recipe or I'm thinking of something that I can tweak or something, I jot it down. And it makes it easier for me to go back when we're planning out our, you know, our, our month of videos of what I want to plug and play in there because I've got this list of recipes and ideas. So my mind's always working, trying, you know, and the more I talk about food all the time and we're cooking videos all the time. And, you know, just when something pops in, I'll make a, I'll make a note of it. And I can't make a mental note because I'll forget. That's what got, <laughs> me, to do it. That's what got me to write it down. Whether it's on a piece of paper or going on my spreadsheet, I've got them. I've got the physically put it down to remember it <laughs> yeah so i'm sure with, i'm sure with all the videos you get a ton of questions uh, as far as you know techniques and, and and how not to screw something up so if if you had one suggestion or one little bit of advice for somebody that's just new to barbecue what would be the biggest thing that you can do to make sure that you're producing the best barbecue you possibly can well I mean, it would be learn learn the fire on whatever piece of equipment you're using whether it's a you know a weber kettle grill or you've got a pellet smoker or whatever learn how to run it Um, it's all about airflow and heat and with proper you know with proper fire proper heat management on your grill you can cook anything that's where it goes back to my philosophy of anybody can cook on any grill at home in their backyard once you learn it and so you know you can't you can't of course go out and buy a brand new grill and expect to, expect it to turn out fantastic stuff on that first cook. You've got to practice on it, just like anything. And so, practice makes perfect. And learn how to manage that fire, and you'll be turning out some fantastic barbecue. Oh yeah, a clean burning fire is a happy fire. That's for sure. That's it. Yep. That's the key. Yep. When you're cooking for yourself, do you? What do you do more? Do you grill or do you smoke more? Um, I would say both. I mean, I, you know, I've got, of course. I'm a grill junkie, so I've got grills and, you know, barbecue pits and all. I'm out on my back porch. You've probably seen some of them in the videos. Um, I fire up the pellet grill just as much as I fire up my PK360 or Weber. So um, if if it's my night to cook, I'm usually outside cooking on one of them. Uh, you know, I don't have one that I pick over the others. I spread it around just because I like cooking on all of them. Now, I hate to ask you this because we're running out of time, but I got to put Dan on a spot here. So he came in bragging about his ribs that he made over the weekend. <laughs> give, us a, give us a little hint here, Malcolm Reed, about what you do to make your ribs so good. Well, I try to nail that doneness on them. I mean, you know, flavor is the one thing that's subjective. We all have different taste buds and different likes, but a perfectly tender rib, man, that's something that's got, that you got to nail. And so it goes back to using, uh, a good technique. I usually cook my ribs about 250 right now and I smoke them for a couple hours and then I get them tender by wrapping them either in butcher paper or aluminum foil. And then I'm checking them about an hour and a half in 
instead of just going by straight time, I'll, I'll open them up, put my thermal pin actually between the bones and I'm taking the slab of ribs to 202 degrees. And then I'm resting it for about an hour. That's key. And that really lets those juices stop. Uh, it stops the cooking process and you can, you know, stick them in a dry cooler or a Cambro, whatever you have, just to let them calm down. And then if I want a wet rib, a saucy rib, I'll unwrap them and sauce them and get them back on the pit a little bit. Or I'll just put some of my dry rub on them and have a good old Memphis style dry rib. But that's that's the way I like to do them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm hungry again. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm hungry again. Malcolm, we just had some burnt ends and now I'm getting hungry listening to you talking about ribs. <laughs> Y'all got me hungry for burnt ends. <laughs> we can make a trade for sure. <laughs> Poor Malcolm's on the highway and the only thing he can get is a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> With Provel on it. <laughs> How long have you been doing this, Malcolm? Um, man, I guess my adventure into barbecue started back in about, I don't know, 2000, 1999, 2000. I met Rochelle in 04, and that's kind of when we started forming the idea of, of doing, you know, having having a business, I guess. And then I've been on YouTube. This was my 10th year on YouTube. So nice. Man, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Wow. So, 10 years on YouTube. So it was, it was, it was love at first barbecue. Is that what happened That's with it. Michelle? That's <laughs> it. Hey, when I met her, she, uh, we were talking about a barbecue contest. I needed a bigger grill. She said her daddy had one we could borrow. <laughs> I, right, I knew right then that was the one. <laughs> well, well, Malcolm, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on our show. It's Malcolm Reed. Uh, drive carefully, buddy. I uh, want to mention your website. It's howtobarbecuewrite.com. That's how to bbqright.com. You can get sauces, you can get rubs. Uh, I love the clothing items you've got on there, uh, but go check out that website. Malcolm Reed, uh, drive carefully, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, let's do it again, man. Y'all have a good one. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for joining Thanks, us Malcolm. here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Brick, baby. That's what I'm going to throw inside your head. I said, a brick, baby. That's what I'm going to throw inside your head. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. And, you know, this being Fourth of July weekend, if you haven't fired up the grill yet, you want to get some tips. Last week we had what I consider to be an award-winning show. (laughs) Oh, now they're making fun of me. Which I happen to title, Burgers, Brats, Dogs... Oh, my. Thank you. And again, <laughs> Kyle did not participate. We're going to have to. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. So anyway, but you can. Uh, Is he going to make us do it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm tempted. But you can listen to our shows in their entirety on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. What else we got there? T-Bone? Google Podcasts. All the usual suspects. All the usual suspects. So if you catch, you know, or even the interview we had earlier with Malcolm, if you didn't maybe caught the second half of it, you want to hear it, that will go out on Thursday. But for this weekend, 
If you want to hear the award winning, which I gave us an award for, <laughs> yes, so. burgers, brats, and dogs. Oh my! And yes, there will be no tofu related in that. But anyway, <laughs> t- check out Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 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 <laughs> check out Spotify. <laughs> anyway, want to do a quick shout out to one of our affiliates. If it wasn't for our affiliates and and the people running the radio stations and all our listeners, we wouldn't be here. And it goes out to KSEY FM. 94.3, the hottest brand in town, serving Seymour and Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, and surrounding areas. Now, here's the deal. You can listen to them online at KSEYFM.com, and be sure to listen to Mark Olibaugh weekdays from 9.30 a.m. to noon, and then from 1 to 3 p.m. He's a busy guy. The man never sleeps. <laughs> he gets a lunch break. He has a little lunch break, and then he goes back to it. I, by the way, I like the name Alibaugh because I have a similar last name that nobody can spell or pronounce, which is, of course, Caius, which I always love when people like when I do stand up and they go, is that your stage no, name? No, no. <laughs> Siri insists that your last name is Caius. Caius. <laughs> it is. Well, and so does everybody ever in the world. And people are always like, is that your stage name? I go, yeah, I picked a name that nobody can spell or pronounce because I'm a marketing genius. All right. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank Mark Alibaugh and listen to all the shows there on KSEYFM down there in uh, Texas at Seymour, Wichita Falls, Texas. I've actually, I think I've done stand up down in Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird how they kind of asked me to leave. But anyway, <laughs> so um, but, you know, and by the way, speaking of stage name, we, we know we know Dan's name's real. T-Bone name that of course was his real name and uh it was because of the shape of my head <laughs> when it came out. by the way how is your sister filet doing that's what i've been wondering <laughs> also your big brother porterhouse but anyway so uh here it is fourth of july weekend and you know we've been talking a lot about the meats and so forth but what about sides dan you got any suggestions for sides for the fourth of july weekend well for me it, when it comes to sides there's nothing more american more more that screams fourth of july like Good old potato salad. Yep. Yes. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love an awesome potato salad? Sure. Except when it sat out on the on the table for hours <laughs> in the sun. That's about the worst thing can happen. But for me, I just love a good basic potato salad, put a little bacon on top of it, and man, mm. just unbelievable. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know if I've ever had potato salad with bacon on top of well, it. Well, then you truly haven't lived, Dave. So, so, <laughs> well... Throw, help us here a little bit if you're kind of like me and you've never thrown together a potato salad. Okay, what do so, you suggest? So for me, I, I've got a recipe that we will uh, we'll post on Facebook. And it, it's really the base of like a deviled egg potato salad. Okay. Because I love eggs in my potato salad. Um, you know, it's mayonnaise, obviously potatoes, uh, pickles, a little bit of apple cider vinegar because you have to have, to have that little bit of tang. Mm-hmm. You mix it all up and just top it off with bacon. It just, I mean... <laughs> You know, and granted, you know, I top a lot of things off with bacon. Say, you know, his daughter's is having one of their birthdays. Here's the cake. Daddy, there's bacon on Put the cake Put some bacon again. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he wraps his bacon in, in bacon. bacon. Right. For sure. So why not? You know? So, yeah, it, it's a great recipe. I'd love to share it with you guys. And, and yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great for your uh, your next outing. Okay. How do you get the potatoes ready? Do you boil them? Of course. All right. Let me yeah. drop this on you. Bake them the night before. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, now, do you bake them and then boil them, or you just bake no, them? No, no, just bake them, then cut them up. And yeah. Usually, I do this when I'm going to fry them. 
Yeah. Okay. That, well, it probably helps the starch actually, uh, you know, from making a giant mess. Cause if you've ever tried to just fry potatoes without, uh, oh. <laughs> without soaking them, yeah. man, they just got it. It's just a nightmare. And it's a no brainer, you know, it's already cooked. So it's like, you don't have to worry about, is it done? Yeah. So, so now we know T-Bone as the potato expert. I'm starting to think that maybe T-Bone's our new barbecue expert. It could be, yeah. Well, for sure. Maybe taters. Taters. (laughs) Taters. But Dan brought us burn in, so Dan gets gets to stay. (laughs) If I bring food, I can stay. He gets to stay. So I saw this the other day. I thought it was really interesting. It was on MSN.com, or as Dan would say, (laughs) www.msn.com. Oh, that's where it is. And and this was was about a week ago. I saw it. And at this point, there were 116,000 votes. So a lot of people were interested in this. And it's titled, the question is, what's on the grill? Okay. Now you get three choices, meat, vegetables, or everything. Okay. So uh, I'll ask you first, T-Bone, what percentage of the people do you think said meat? What's on the grill? 63%. Okay. And vegetables, T-Bone? Two percent. Two percent. See, now it's all falling apart. Okay. Yeah. I think you're a little swayed by your own prejudice and, there. And, and then thirty-five percent for the rest. Okay. First of all, I am impressed that he did a hundred percent on his math. Because <laughs> I know Dan's not going to do that. Uh, can you see me sweating here trying to figure out the math? My God, he, he can barely count how many chicks he's got in his new coop. <laughs> So, so what's on the grill? How much percent, what percent do you think is meat there, Dan? Uh, I'm going to say 83%. Okay. Vegetables? Uh, let's see here. How many fingers do I have? Uh, <laughs> 17%. And everything? Oh, he forgot about I'm the sorry, everything. I've run out. I've run out. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Zero. Shoot me a number, Dave. Zero. <laughs> so, here's the actual answer 49% meat. What? Four percent vegetables. Wow. So actually, T-Bone, you were close. <laughs> and 40 percent, 47 percent everything. Wow. Vegetables. And th- th- that's the way I like to grill, though. I you like have to. Have you might, I mean, if you have a good enough size grill, yeah, you can throw everything on it. I'm why, telling why you, wouldn't what, you my favorite vegetables are grilled vegetables. They're absolutely. absolutely that it's just the way to go. You know, heck yeah. with boiling them or steaming or just put them on the grill. That's that's the yeah. way to do grilled, it. Grilled zucchini with a little bit of olive oil. Woo. Oh, well, yeah. Bake them first and then throw them on the grill. <laughs> no, come on. No, we're not baking anything first. <laughs> Welcome to Barbecue Baking Nation. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone is going to be your new host. Anyway, we're going to wrap up this show in just a couple of minutes. Be, stick around. Thank you so much for tuning in to Barbecue Radio Nation. And be sure to like us on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation. Eat some barbecue. 
this is Frank Beard of ZZ Top for Rad. If you're out partying and drinking, and we all know that happens sometimes, please don't get behind the wheel. Give up the keys to a designated driver. Please don't drink and drive. Service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The thing that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. The thing that I used to do, Lord, I won't do. Thank you for joining us on our final segment of Barbecue Radio Nation. Special thanks to our Pitmaster interview with Malcolm Reed. That guy is fantastic. Check out his website, howtobarbecuerite.com. That's howtobbqrite.com. You've known Malcolm for a long time, haven't you, Dan? Yeah, I've known him probably better part of 10 years. Nice. Yeah, he's a super guy. And, of course, you can learn all of our stuff on our Facebook page at barbecueradionation.com. Also, check out our Barbecue Sauce of the Month. It's Smoke on Wheels. It's bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce, which you can purchase, by the way, at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. That's the KansasCityBBQStore.com. And again, all that information you can find on our Facebook page. Now, coming up, you got another great guest lined up for us, Dan. So yeah, next week we've got uh, Anella Kelso from Snake River Farms. She's going to be giving us a little insight on the beef industry and uh, what makes Wagyu brisket so much better than, say, your Black Angus or a regular Hereford. Uh, and and I'm really excited to have her on because she, we call her the meat maven, and, and it's because <laughs> she knows everything there is to know about brisket, about beef, and everything that, that comes off those big old cows. Now, obviously, you've smoked a lot of the briskets from Snake River Farms. What do you like about those things? They absolutely melt in your mouth. That's, I mean, that's, we, yeah. you think the burn ends that we had, or I mean, the burn ends we had today were phenomenal. Burn ends off of a Wagyu brisket, they absolutely melt in your mouth. Well, you can maybe bring those next week, too. You know, yeah, just I, might have, I might have to whip something up for sure. <laughs> By the way, if you'd like to ask Dan uh, questions, uh, Dr. Dan, or uh, it's Dr. Dan at BarbecueRadioNation.com. Or if you just had a general question for any of us, Dave and Dan at BarbecueRadioNation.com. That's Dave and Dan at BBQRadioNation.com. Love to hear from you. Any comments, questions, complaints? Well, we, we, we delete those, so <laughs> don't even try. And, and of course, you can always uh, join us and become part of the Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook and just go to BBQ Radio Nation. And if you'd like to hear one of our shows uh, in its entirety, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, T-Bone. What else do we have? We got all kinds of places you can find us. Oh, there's at least a dozen more. Little, at least <laughs> a dozen more. Sense. Stitcher. <laughs> Dr. Phil's on Stitcher. I remember Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> well, if you can't be on Stitcher, or I guess if you're on Stitcher, then you've really made it. You've made I it, guess. for sure. <laughs> it's, let's see, do I want Dr. Phil or do I want barbecue? Well, let's go with barbecue. Or, or you can eat and get smart at the same time. Anyway, tune in next week. We'll be looking forward to hearing you right here on the same radio station. Thank you so much for tuning in to Barbecue Radio Nation. Barbecue Radio Nation.